Welcome to the Jay and Brian Show, the fastest growing talk show podcast in America. Join Jay and Brian for unscripted, thought-provoking, and entertaining conversations about life, business, and the world we live in. Tune in as they spotlight influential communicators, business leaders, and personalities from sports to entertainment. Here now, Jay and Brian. What's up, Jay and Brian Show fans? Welcome back to another awesome episode of the Jay and Brian Show. I'm Brian. I'm Jay. And we are excited to have Dave Specht on the show today. Dave is owner of Mike Drop Comedy Club in downtown Chandler and, and owner, operator of Spectacular Real Estate. So he's also a real estate tycoon. But hopefully he's going to make us laugh today. Well, no pressure. Dave, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank We're you. super, super excited to have you on. Thank you for today. having me here. Before this we, is fun. Before we get rolling, I do want to thank our viewers who are watching on YouTube. We really appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. It does help the channel. We really appreciate your support. It does. You need, I mean, we're at 166 right now, and my job, my goal right now is we're going to hit 170. Thank you, Dave. 170. All right, so let's, maybe, do maybe, yeah. maybe, let's do it. Maybe 200? I, I mean, let's... I'm, I'm four. I'm good for four. <laughs> okay? So, so, Dave, you, we, we are, we are wait, looking wait, wait, for... Before, before we get rolling, oh, okay. get rolling. I, I also want to thank my partner Jay, who's coming on to the air right now with a headache. Oh no! So you're not see. doing this. You're, he's doing this. You shouldn't we're, have said it off the air if you didn't want it to there. be real. Uh, you brought we're it up. You told us. So. Yes, I do have a headache. This, this is Brian. the episode thank with Jay and Brian. Thank you for bringing it, man. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate that, Brian. I really do. But you were about to ingratiate our guests. So what was I was. Dave, Dave, we were so thrilled to have you on our show today, and we are really, really looking forward to having you make us laugh. So okay. Please, I don't like the pressure please, that either one of you are putting on. Just let her roll. Let her, let us have Where, it. You want material? What's happening right now? Let's, let's have some fun. I uh, want to thank you for the glass that I had here. So Absolutely. thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Dave. If you want to come on this podcast, you need to, you know, be worth it. But they, they have mugs and I, I think it's fantastic. And thank you uh, for being human and having a headache and letting us know you have a headache. I do. Your hair, I, I want to say, is perfect. Nobody would know. <laughs> well, you know what? Nobody would know that inside that perfect head <laughs> is a pain. Is a Nobody would know that. I've been told headache. that. I've been told I have good hair. Just say and thank you. Know you. What? Just thank say you. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. He's like, I know. That's thank cool. you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it. Shout You're out to uh, Bonnie on the My City Lender team who hooked Jay up with some headache medicine. Yes, so she hopefully did. So hopefully this is going to subside as we go, if, as we continue to if laugh. If it does, I say we give him a shout out and we get a sponsor. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Store brand ibuprofen, whatever it is, we're going to get it on there. So yeah, this is great. The the studio is beautiful. You guys, you have no business having a studio this nice for what you do for work. Well, thank you very much. There's no business. This is so, it's like when a bar has good food, you go, why is the food so good? It's just a bar. This is a really beautiful studio. I appreciate it. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's great. And we, shout out actually to Blue Blue Thirty Two and Gilbert. I, th- I felt that yesterday. We had their uh, had lunch there yesterday, and mm-hmm. it was absolutely amazing. Amazing food, bar food, but it was tremendous. Okay, like, I was like, what why? Is what does that have to yeah. do? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> they donate the foam. Okay, all right. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But that is a restaurant, more of a re- more of a restaurant. But I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Oh. You go to a dive bar and it's you're like, bar. why is I the food good? Why is this food so good? Why is it good? It doesn't have to be good. It's yeah. maybe you want to come back though. The studio is great. It's like a six thousand dollar microphone that i'm talking into and i hope we get some content here <laughs> and really but, get those four viewers i promised well you. well we were thinking you know what better guest to have on than an actual comedian who's also a real estate agent uh navigating this ridiculously crazy housing market and and makes people laugh for a living i mean that's a great 
combination. It's a fun tie-in, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, really, it, it really is. It is a good tie-in. So people say, well, how do you do both or how do people take you seriously? And I think it's you, you know, when you're good at what you do, when you're on stage, you see somebody do a good job on stage or you command the stage or you talk to an audience, um, that translates very well to talking to the opposing agent, not the opposing agent, but you know, the agent on the other side of the deal, it helps you work with all kinds of customers, right? <laughs> right. And it helps you like disengage, you know, um, you know, if somebody's upset or high strung or whatever, kind of just take care of that, um, by identifying it and, and getting around it. So, so how do you, what, yeah. So what is the comic skill set that works in that? instance like how, how well you- so i host shows i mean i hosted in the last uh you know eight nine years of you know between two and three thousand shows so okay. it's crowd work it's talking to people it's being confident it's diagnosing what's going on with you right now knowing he has a headache you know <laughs> but he's being strong you know identifying what the real want yeah. uh is when you when you want a house you know is it being close to funds and being close to play is it square footage is it who's really the decision maker here and identifying all that stuff and also getting along with the other agent. That is such a key that people don't have. Um, most of the time, you know, you butt mm-hmm. heads with the other agent. You think I'm representing my person and you're representing your person. We can't get along, but really your job is to fuse it together and make a deal right, happen, which is weird because you're both trying to sell the same house. It's the, you try to put a deal together. To get I never say home. I'm selling your house, my house, my client, your client, we're putting a deal together or we're not. Yeah. Period. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. That's not funny, but it's just, that's how the <laughs> well, skill relates. That's how the yeah. skill goes with it. And I think if you're good on stage and you're really in tune with your audience, you really are in tune with what's going on. That guy's got his, he's got his arms folded. He's not sure about you yet. Like if you're not in tune with that, yeah. you're nuts. Someone told me that a long time ago about body language body and crossing language. and going like this. And Anything. so like I, I every, every, me, time, every time I do that and I'm talking to somebody, especially somebody I haven't met before, I go. I probably should unlock because I want them to. Th- I want them to know I'm. I'm open. It's this like to them. open posture. I want to know what they have All to kinds say. Of stuff. I want if their you, perspective. If you have your phone on the table, if you have your you know purse on your shoulder, that's yeah. like I'm ready to go. I'm not engaged. It's all of that stuff you can read. So yeah. that uh, now what if they huge. answer the phone that's on the table? Are you going what to do that? that? <laughs> I mean, what? What's? Hang then on, I think you're really, hang on, really. Hang on, is, I, I got to take this call. Yeah, I'm a little busy right now. Hold on one sec. They didn't I'm give so me a mug. It happens I'm all so the, busy. It happens all the time now. It does. Like, it's terrible. People will be. I'll have somebody in my office, and the the. the my rule is, I'm going to answer my phone if my wife calls me. Okay, but outside of that. The, the person sitting in front of me is more important. So. Yeah, you got to be able to compartmentalize. But people do it all the time. Be present the time. where you like, are, like, man. Do you mind if I take this call? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. judging you yeah, I mean, completely my, now. My time is worthless. <laughs> I hope so. she yeah, doesn't I'm, troll the podcast knowing that whenever she can <laughs> derail it, she can. Uh, well, it's on do not, sorry, honey, it's on do not disturb <laughs> uh, right now. So uh, nobody can call nobody. me because one of the cameras is my phone. Just gave you a little behind the scenes there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't have that vibrating in the middle of an episode. No, you can't. That sounded. Do not disturb. Yep. So good. All right. So what do, so what question, do we got? Question, yep. question for you, Dave. Yep. So how how did you come into this career in comedy? Like comedy is is not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. Like you said already, it takes a tremendous amount of confidence. And it's harder nowadays, isn't it? Um. We'll you know, you ta- can't say the wrong thing oh, or careful, that kind of okay, thing. Okay, we'll talk about that. So, com- okay. so how did you, tell us, how yeah. did you get into comedy? Okay, so we got into, uh, I started watching improv, like when I was, everybody watched Saturday Night Live, right? But mm-hmm. I'm in from Illinois and Second City is in Chicago. So mm-hmm. once you hear like Chris Farley came out of Second City and that's in Chicago and that's yeah. near where I live in my little town, um, I wanted to 
kind of go that route. So I enrolled in improv class at Second City in Chicago, which is everyone's, you know, if you've heard of improv, you've probably heard of Second City. If you haven't, you know all the people that mm-hmm. came out of there, yeah. Tina Fey, Bill Murray, da, 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 da. So I took class there. And then at the same time, I had a corporate career that wanted me to move to Chandler, Arizona. So I moved to Chandler, Arizona <laughs> and I kind of like was like, oh no, this other thing that really fulfilled me is gone away. So I joined a team uh, in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. met my wife. She was also performing there. So, um, so your wife is also in comedy. She's also in comedy. She's the funny one. Oh, yeah. Oh she's the gosh. funny one, but she, yeah, she doesn't like doing this kind of stuff. Okay. Right. So, all right. Yeah. But she loves, uh, she, she performs all of her shows. She's the heartbeat of the team and, uh, we wouldn't have a club without her. And yeah, mm-hmm. she's fantastic. So I met her doing comedy and, uh, we just, you know, we live in Chandler Arizona, which is south of Scottsdale, and there was no entertainment. There just wasn't anything in downtown Chandler. And we thought, well, why can't we do what we do there, here? Because even the audience would drive from other places. So we just thought, gosh, what if we did? And we were doing math, and we're like, if this many people came to the show, if this many people, it would pay our lease, and I wouldn't have to, we wouldn't have <laughs> quit our job, and it would be a net, you know, even. So we, long story short, we signed a lease and made it happen. But a lot awesome. of stuff happened in the meantime. People didn't understand what we were trying to do. They didn't know what the comedy show was. They're like, what do you mean you don't, you make it up? Like, it's weird. That's a weird thing, you know, improv. So we ended up producing a series of comedy shows at the Chandler Center for the Arts. It's just the biggest venue in the East Valley. It's very mm-hmm. cool. It's, everybody's heard of it. So once you've produced something there, people will take you seriously. So then we produced that series um, and then we started having lease negotiations and we Mm -hmm. signed the lease and we opened the doors with like just chairs. We didn't even have (laughs) anything. We didn't have anything. But it's hysterical. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's where some of the short content that I watched you do some of this improv. Probably. uh, It came from and the show is absolutely hysterical. Yeah, we used to record every show and I'd go home and edit it and we, but we were doing four shows a weekend. So I was like, my Mm -hmm. goodness. And I have a father and I also had a, Fortune 500 corporate Holy job, cow. you know, so I was yeah. doing all that. And then I, it, the editing kind of just went away. We just mm-hmm. were like, well, if you're not there, you miss it kind of deal, which is true with most improv standups a little bit different. But okay. are you recording you any of the, the shows that you do now? Not really. We no. had somebody okay. there. So it's the, like you got to come or you're, you're just going to mess it. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like Who's Line where they have an audience there for three hours and they, they pick yeah. the best stuff. It's you got to be there. You got to be in the room and know the content and the context and what the suggestion was and all that stuff. So that's kind of how it started. That's how it all started. And how then fun. yeah, down the line, we ended up, uh, you know, scrapping some money together and we were fortunate enough to, to be, you know, beloved by the city who had a bid for a building that they had. And so we bought that building. I mean, this is really a very short version of a very hard story. Uh, it sounds so easy. Just do it. Just buy a building and own a club. Uh, but I mean, it was years and years of work and hard work and doing the right thing and being, you know, good people to good people. And a lot of stuff fell in line for us, but it was a lot of hard work. Um, and we bought a building, renovated a building, found really good partners that we've partnered with now um, with the club. And they they do a lot of the heavy lifting and booking and it's mm-hmm. and it's just a it's a phenomenal product it's a really great night out um and it's tremendous and we still headline one weekend a month right now whereas we used to do every single weekend oh for my like gosh nine years you know which is so many shows and it's been good to pull back a little bit and kind of let my brain unscramble mm-hmm. you know so it was jarring but it's been a really good really good mix for us so 
Awesome. And you've, yeah. gone on, and you've gone on to fill daytime space as well with a nonprofit. We do. We started a nonprofit about four years ago, a, a youth theater. So awesome. um, the space that we vacated to move into our current space, our old leased space is now a youth theater. So mm-hmm. we run a nonprofit youth theater, a whole second business that's bringing entertainment to the community that we love. So yeah, it's phenomenal what we do. And do you have a separate website for the, the nonprofit? Yep. Chandler Youth Chandler Theater. Theater. Okay. Org. Yeah. We'll have all these links down in the description. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah. just awesome. It's just, we, my wife and I both, she's, she's, uh, she's game for a lot of fun ideas. Right. And awesome. so am I, and we will, it's this open mind. Try stuff. And we talked about, we went to lunch before and I was like, what about this? What if? And you, you <laughs> sounds like you guys are similar where you'll, you know, obviously you start starting your own business, you have podcasts and you've got some fun ideas in the background. But if you're open to trying something and you've got a little bit of a safety net, but you believe in yourself. And I just think that's where it goes. That's awesome. where it goes. It has to. So who, uh, who's the, what age group for the, uh, for the nonprofit? The nonprofit, uh, kids as young as five. It, okay. I mean, there's kids that, you know, you, you some kids can read at five, some can't read at five. So it, mm-hmm. they tend to do shows that they kind of know a little bit, like they'll do Aladdin or Finding Nemo or whatever. And we, you know, help teach them, but, awesome. you know, all the way up to 18. So once they're 18, they kind of age out. And there's been talk of maybe doing community theater, but I got enough on my plate right now. But, <laughs> but for the kids, there's tons of stuff they can do. We cool. have a lot of shows, private lessons, improv class, mm-hmm. um, and theater is so good. So good for kids. Oh, awesome. Confidence. And you you would, I know you said you headline on a lot of your shows, or you did at least over the, the last nine years or so up till this year? Yep. Our team is, oh, our team is Improv Mania, and that's our improv team, okay. our squad. And we did, a, yeah, we did every show every every weekend. Um, we did pandemic shows. We did, you know, a sketch show, basically, because we couldn't be live. So we did that online. I mean, that's mm-hmm. another way of, we survived because we tried something just crazy. Yeah. And um, we had a, awesome team, JC, Austin, they would, um, stay up till four in the morning editing videos and they were in shows. JC has been in gosh, almost every single one, one oh of my shows. He's just a machine. He's hilarious. And yeah, couldn't do Are it. you couldn't MCing do it any him. of these shows too, or you're, yeah. you're introducing the new comics and, um, the standup I don't, I've kind of backed off a little bit, okay. which is good. I think, uh, I just truly believe like if you're going to have a legacy, you got to get out of your own way a little bit. So your ego can make you like, I want to be in front of all those people and they don't know who I am. But I think that's, to me, I think that's how you live on pretty much, you know? So I think you got to kind of get out of the way. So that was good for me. I was really, you know, it's all fun and games where you're doing shows, Mm -hmm. but it's just a lot. It's every single weekend. And again, like I said, I had a day job and I do real estate, which we haven't even touched on, (laughs) um, which is, you know, a whole separate thing that's during the day. So it just was so much stuff. So to lean on people who are really good at what they do, um, even though you can't have your hands all over it, you got to trust and Mm -hmm. know that it's going to live on. So that's kind of where, kind of where we are right now with the club. So how often do you perform still? Once uh, we do one uh, weekend a month. So it's still four shows. Okay. It's still a lot. Same weekend every month. Uh, It's usually the third weekend of the month. Okay. I hate to, I hate to say and admit that I've never been to one of your shows. You've never been to one. Well, that's okay. I need to change that. That's okay. Maybe we need to go together. You gave me, you know, a mug and I wouldn't mind swapping a mug for some tickets. So I mean, it's even. And it's been a while since my wife and I have been to a, a, comedy show the last one was in downtown phoenix it's actually a funny story we're, we're we're in we're at this show and it's just it's kind of one raunchy comic after another just doing their doing their thing and then all of a sudden this this one guy comes on he's very and they're none of them are, they're not really like clean cut they're kind of grungy like this and that and this clean cut guy kind of looks like you gets on the stage 
and, and he's going through his bit. And at one point he starts talking about people moving out of Phoenix to the suburbs. And he goes, he starts looking around. He's like, where are you from? And they, the, the, this one couple, which was close to us, but we didn't know them, but they're, they're like, we're from Chandler. He goes, Oh, Chandler. Yeah, that's where everybody moves when they give up on their dreams, and then they pop out a few kids, name <laughs> na- name them Jaden and Caden. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. And you guys have a Jaden, so and we have a Jaden, so. and a Caden, and a Fladen, and we a love you. no, and Aiden. <laughs> that's funny. That's like the Schaumburg of Chicago is Chandler. I think the Schaumburg is the same Schaumburg. way. When you don't want to live in Chicago anymore, you move. You move do that to one suburb, family-oriented suburb. You know. So does do do the two cross over at all? Do you have real estate in your in your stand up at all or anything uh, like that? Not really. My part Ryan does. Ryan's my real estate partner. I would he think does. there would be a lot of material there. There is there is material. The, so I do mostly improv, which is made up on the spot. Right, so I right, right. mostly do that. I will do and write stand up every now and then. It's not it's not my favorite, and okay. people can't believe that. Um, that how can you not like stand up comedy, but you don't, well, they're very different, aren't they? You know, the rub of the road. Like when you're on the, when you're on the road as a stand up comic, you're, it's, you're doing these jokes every city, every city, every city. And for some people that's great. They love that. That's like mm. when you go on that jungle cruise at Disney and that person thinks, oh, I got the greatest <laughs> job in the world. That's great. It's the same jokes, you know, every 15 minutes, your whole yeah. day. Um, and that to me, I don't know, to me, that's kind of depressing. I like the danger of not knowing what's going to happen and what the okay. audience will be like. So, um, but Ryan does kind of both. He does both primarily stand up, and he'll do, you know, a lot of real estate material. I've written real estate jokes and things, but. Now, do you have your clients like sign a disclosure waiver? Like, hey, we let make, them know anything they yeah. say can be used on stage. <laughs> like show up in a car. Yeah, yeah, that's this, good. This might, your story might actually yeah, be surface here soon. Whatever you say is going to happen well, this don't weekend. Don't do anything too strange or goofy. This Friday night. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But I do have, it does overlap a lot. I've had people that at the show, I'll mention I'm a realtor. I, you know, I run a real estate team, all that stuff. And uh, they'll come up after the show and I'll hand them a card. And people will most of the time not below, oh my gosh, that was real? You know, you really do? <laughs> like, but I've had people that come up and then they've bought a condo or they bought land or they bought a house. So we've had both. I actually have a tattoo on my arm here from a person that came to the show and he said he was looking for a real estate agent. And I said, well, what do you do for work? And he said, well, I run a tattoo shop. And I said, how about this? You buy a house from me, I'll get a tattoo from you. Thinking, ah, what do I have to lose? (laughs) And he bought a house from me. So yeah, the day I handed him his keys, his wife goes, so when are you getting that tattoo? And I was like, oh my goodness, okay. (laughs) So I did it. I, you know, drew up the design I wanted and that's why I have the tattoo. So I'm like, I'll support you if you support me. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I have it. So I have a awesome. question for you. Okay, this here we go. Is completely maybe off off topic, but so in comedy, what what would you give as, as far as advice for a new comic that knows that they're funny? Okay, but they lack the confidence, or there's something else that's going on that's yeah, holding yeah, yeah. them back. Okay, that's good. That's a good question. That's fun. So if they let's say they want to do stand up, they want to do stand up comedy. So there's a night, there's a night called open mic night. And I'd say the worst thing you could do is just go watch open mic night. And it's, it's good too, because open mic is everybody. It's mm-hmm. seasoned, really funny people trying new stuff. It usually goes terrible or it's new people <laughs> trying whatever they think is funny. And that's usually terrible. So usually an open mic's kind of terrible just by design because it's there for practice. Yeah, okay. So even if I'm really good, really confident, really seasoned, you know, Jerry Seinfeld goes in and he, he shows up at the cellar and he tries new jokes. Granted, he's Jerry Seinfeld and people laugh because he's him. But if he wasn't him, it, 
it probably wouldn't go that great, right? <laughs> so I'd say go to open mic and then you'll realize, okay, I'm at least as funny as this half of people who are trying it. And the other part is I, I teach a stand-up comedy class and I think if you have a desire to do it and a willingness to be vulnerable, people just want to be safe. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you have a willingness to be vulnerable and actually talk about what's unique to you, um, you can you can get there really fast. Like you can get jokes written. We do a we do a uh, a comedy showcase in six weeks, and you're usually ahead of somebody who's doing open mics for two years. So if you really want to do it, you're the only thing stopping you. Really, okay. I mean, there, there's really not that talented people who've made it because they just do it. I've mm -hmm. seen people mm -hmm. on Conan O'Brien that I you know. You wow, know, that person, they just stuck with it. They stuck with it. You know, they got there, but there's funnier people. I, I usually think the funniest people don't do comedy at all. They're interesting and funny, but they're, hmm. they're so interesting. They do other things. You know, and the funniest person that in is. your life, yeah, the funniest funny. person in your life is not a comic. It's not going to be me. You've right. got funny people in your life, but they're like, no, I'm a pilot or I like this other thing. I love fishing and, you know, I write books about zebras or whatever I do, but it's usually not comedy. It's just, it's bizarre. Well, so they, I think they, to do they, comedy, you can do it. Yeah, I mean, they have these interesting lives that bring all of that experience and the yeah. stories, you know, they can they can draw on. Yep, <clears throat> yep, yep. Yeah, I think it's great. Are you thinking about so, doing it? It's not me. Okay, it wasn't you. Me. No, <laughs> I've got this, like... I, I've got a this, uh, it's a friend. It's a friend right? of it's a friend. friend. I'm just asking I, for a friend. Not, I'm not interesting, sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually... Um, <laughs> just yeah, say it's, vulnerable? It's, no, thank you. I have a... It's actually one of my wife's, like, really, really good friends. Yeah. She's hysterical. And it, it, it's anyway, a still so, code for Jay. Yeah. Still <laughs> Jay. No, no, no. My, my deep down, I, I really, really, really... I, I love the thought of, like, voice acting. Like, I really... Huh love it like i practice things i i talk to myself in the mirror like yeah yeah that's great like did, different yeah he, he did voice our original jane bryan show opening yeah i love that stuff it was great i love that stuff yeah. that's good this whole uh Get career early and, in the morning and i'll do like the paul freeze you know haunted mansion oh yeah know, yeah all that stuff yeah, you I love did it. voice over yeah I that's love great it. there's careers in that i don't do it there but is. i've died i did somebody they wrote a book and i i did the audio book for them Oh, it's kind, nice. of the, okay. kind of the same, same thing. Yeah, kind of the absolutely. Same. Didn't get paid for it. Did you have to like inter more of a favor? <laughs> right, more of a favor work. And how long was the book? Yeah, um, it was a uh, what was it? I did one that was uh, I think it was the whole book. I think it was the whole book or a chapter. I can't remember, but uh, I mean a book. It was oh, okay. a, like a mystery book. Yeah, and then one was a sample, a sample of a book, mm -hmm. something that we're going to have the author on. So we read, read a part of the book. So I was characters. Okay. I was multiple characters. The oh, same interesting. Book. And did yeah. you change your voice I inflection? Did. And all, I did. did all of that I too? I did, yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. A little bit. You want to give know? us a little bit of that? Or? <laughs> Not really. Okay. No. All right. <laughs> you know, like I'm the morning DJ. I might be this guy for, I mean, I'm, I'm no Hank Azaria, but yeah, I was, I was just, gonna, I was going to say, I'd you have a different. job on the Simpsons if you so, could do that really. Yeah. Good. You would, you could, yeah. It's all like, what's this character's. <laughs> I talked to my daughter. She's in uh, she's in our youth theater, and I, it's more about it's not about the voice. It's about the point of view. Like if you can do the mm -hmm. point of view, you can maintain the character. If it's a voice, eh, I feel like anybody can do it. But yeah, if you really get yeah. that point of view figured out, I think you're good to go. Interesting. Yeah, like just it keeps you in character. You're you're it in keeps the moment. You in character helps you yeah. also in stand up if you kind of know your point of view. Like I'm a I'm a you know a dad who tries to be manly but I'm not. Like if you know that's your character, okay, that's how you that's how you go about every bit. Like that's yeah. kind of like a you know think about Jim Gaffigan. That's how he is. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Kind of deal. So you have the content, then you go. That's my point of view. How would how would that guy and go through this yeah. scenario? Or you know you talked about Brian Regan earlier. You know he takes very simple things and he's just 
you know, confused by so everything. Animated. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he takes everything and he's like, how can I break that down to the most simple step and be just absolutely befuddled Baffled. by it? Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, point. Funny. I think point of view is very, very fun to teach. So, so how does a, 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 a comedian and owner of a, of a comedy club, get into real estate was there not enough humor in the comedy that you wanted to go into the <laughs> real estate i just wasn't business? sad enough yeah so I, <laughs> I was like i don't feel like a failure enough let's do something where people tell me no all the time let's um let's make lives miserable now why won't they respond why won't they what talk to me not just their phones answer. i just anything. they won't call me um so ryan i brought, I brought ryan up he does stand-up comedy he was you know one of our improvisers and a good buddy and he always said hey you'd be you should do real estate you'd be good at it and you your um your schedule makes sense because it's like comedy at nighttime and then you kind of have the day free that's where i did my corporate job so i was mm -hmm. like ah i'm pretty good well i got in the spot where i quit my corporate job and just had the club and then you know covid happened and, and you just like there's no comedy you're not going to go into a room of strangers and breathe all the air it just wasn't what was happening for a yeah. little bit so i thought well my excuse was always i didn't have the time to take the in the class okay and nothing but time right now right so i basically i put the kids to bed try to figure out how we're going to pay the bills and i was like well let's just do this real estate class because you can kind of do it really cheap online at the time mm -hmm. and so i did that the kids never really knew like times were weird right times <laughs> were weird uh, but they didn't need to know so we'd put them to bed and then i would do real estate school at night and then uh i ended up i passed the test. I took the, uh, I think I took the written one. I think I took it twice. I missed it by a question or two, something oh, just man. devastating. Cause it's <laughs> oh. four hours where you go, and it was one little stupid, like topic about parcels or something that you never use in right. actual real estate. So studied that section, passed it. And then, uh, uh, it's been great. So I posted kind of the story online on my Facebook, like, Hey, times are real tough. And here's what we did. And I basically wrote the post to my kids just saying here, when you look back and you scroll back, if you ever do, you're going to find this and what we went through, you know? So, um, basically I posted it to them, but it was, you know, public and somebody yeah. stepped forward and said, Hey, I'm buying some land. I want you to do it for me. That was day one. So on day one, I had a land deal, had no idea what I was doing. Ryan, I mean, held my hand through the whole thing. He's fantastic. Awesome. Um, so that's kind of how it went together. And we know so many people mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. just, they know how much we care about the community. We're not just, you know, the silly goose that owns a comedy club and is trying to take your money. It's like, we yep. put everything into the community. Um, so people know we're not going anywhere. Like if I ruin your deal, <clears throat> I can't go anywhere. They my know where name, they can find you. My name is everything. Time, yeah. You know? yeah. So our name is everything in the community. So yeah. I think people trust and they know that, that we put our heart and soul into what we do. So it's been just great. People are like, okay, you're the guy. I had somebody just close the deal. And, she, and I always do like, here's your keys, you know, photo. And she goes, you can't post this. My best friend's a realtor. Yeah. <laughs> but we used you. You know what I mean? So it's been, it's just like, ouch, it's been great. But yeah. that's good for right? them. Ouch for them. Ouch yeah. for them. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, their that's best friend's a real estate you. agent, but they just knew um, that, you know, uh, we were going to, you know, treat them right and take good care mm -hmm. of them, mm -hmm. not go anywhere. So it's really been, it's been great. So we had a pretty good year, even though I know it's, I don't know when this airs strange. or when somebody <laughs> finds this, but right now is a weird that's real why, estate so time. That's why we wanted Dave on the show today, yep. because it's not a, <laughs> we need things somebody. It's not amazing in the, 
residential resale <laughs> financing zone. Refinancing so, is tough. Make us laugh, sure. Dave. Make us laugh. <laughs> <laughs> should be a different podcast. We should uh, be crying in here. Uh, yeah, refinancing, I guess, is really tough. But it's, 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 an interesting, it's an interesting market. I think there's never a perfect time to buy. Just like, you know, there's never a perfect time to have a baby. It's like, it's a baby Point. time or it's house time, right? Yep. Um, and right now, what? I don't know if I've ever heard it put like that, but that's great. No, it's perfect. There you is, don't know what the hell you're doing really, when you really have is. your first kid. Especially. You never know. You think we're not ready. You know, we then don't we're have, never going to be able to afford it. Yep. Yeah. We don't have we don't have the room. We don't have the. But well, think about that feeling when when you first leave the hospital with your yep. first child, and you're like, um, I've got to make sure this thing doesn't die now. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's on us. Wish I had a house to take <laughs> it to. And mom and dad are like, Bye, good luck. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we'll yep. pop in once in a while. Yeah, we tell our kids, uh, yeah, speaking of that, I read somewhere, and I say it to my kids now, I said, while we're watching you grow up, you're watching us grow up. Because uh, awesome. we've never done this before. Mm-hmm. So when we're making mistakes, I want you to know, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. I think it's okay to just tell them. We don't know what totally we're doing. Is. How would I have been a dad before? Have you been a yeah. son before? Have you been a daughter before? <laughs> You're screwing some things up, you know? Yeah. So I think it's fun to have this, have this little fun conversation. It's funny, about, you know, you, have your, awesome. you always have your parents like on this podium until you become a parent. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wow, I, they make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I'm making a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Kids are making a lot of mistakes. Which is why you want to pull the curtain down earlier so that they're That's not right. like walking into, you just adult, tell them. Not I don't walking know into adulthood like, like it just should all happen perfectly. Yeah. And How would you know? How would you ever know how to do yeah. it? There's no way. They didn't know how to do it. Right. Yeah. It's too much. And our parents didn't either. So there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Look at us though. But our grandparents, they knew what they were doing. They had to, right? They always know what they're doing. They couldn't have been winging it. It was like they came out of the womb. They knew exactly what they were doing. And I I don't know. My grandmother lived right next door to my college campus when I was at UC Santa Barbara in California. And I'd go over and have dinner with her once a month. And she'd say the same thing to me as I left every time. Don't lose your humor. Keep your sense of humor. That's, oh, what, that's what's important. And you did anyway. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> she specifically said he, he not to. Lighten up, Ryan. She specifically said not to do that. And here right. I am. What point did you disobey? Here I am, a mortgage guy. <laughs> I'm not. And you can ask my kids. I'm like, and my wife. I'm just a big kid. And, you know, I like to try to make everyone laugh all the time. I think yeah, it's why not. It, why not is the, most, is the most fun slogan. You know, it's why not. What's the I, worst I, that could happen? My, my running joke with Matthew right now, he's a whiz with the Rubik's Cube. And I learned how to do it, but it took me like six months to learn how to do it. And it takes me three minutes to solve it. Took him two weeks and he can solve it in like, I think his record's 37 seconds. Really? So, so he's moving on to like cube after cube. And every time he gets one, I'm like, I'm like, you need some help solving that. Do you need, you need your dad to show you how to do that? Shut up, dad. Come on, <laughs> stop. That's, that's a bad joke now. I'm like, I don't, I think it's funny. Actually, yeah. I, I I think it's awesome that, that I'm trying to tell you that, that you should take lessons from me. I think that's... From a guy who has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> wow, that's good. And you're, you can do it in three minutes? Three minutes. That's pretty that's good. My, my, that's not bad. My party trick. That's pretty, hey, that's pretty fast. My dad used to do it, but he would wait till after we went to bed and he would disassemble the queue mm. and then he'd put it together in right order. So <laughs> I thought he was a genius until he told me, no, I broke it every time. <laughs> it's a big, gigantic memorization thing. That's what it is, yeah. Yep. Yeah, no desire. <laughs> no desire to memorize. I think I'm clear on that. Yeah, oh. that's cool. Kudos so, to you, though. So, yeah. Kudos. Dad I took jokes. my son, my almost nine-year-old son, I took him to Walmart the other night because he wanted like a father-son night. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? He's like, let's go to Walmart. 
like, okay, let's go to Walmart. So we go down that puzzle bar. Noah, was it Noah? It was Noel, Noel. the youngest one. He was like, yeah, let's go to Walmart. So we go down the like puzzle and game aisle, and he pulls out the 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 Simon. Remember Simon? Yeah, where you'd push the different colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on memory. Yeah. He goes, Dad, I'm really good at this. I'm like, okay, let's see it. He's he's doing it. He's going, and I'm like. I don't even remember where you left off and he's still, <laughs> he's still going and he got to like 16 and I'm like, that's impressive. This is like, good. You really have a good memory. Like unbelievable. Do you went and bought it that night or he had it at home? Oh no, 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 no. None he, of those. He's testing the one in the box, like in the store. <laughs> oh, you're at the <laughs> like, store. We're, at the store. We're, we're in the, that we're is in fantastic. The, yeah. I'm like, you're really good at that. And Did I'm, you I'm get like, it? Tell, you just I'm put it back on the wife, shelf. I'm like, I think this is a really good Christmas gift idea for him because Oh, you He's left it at the store. Yeah, we, we left it at the store. So your hobby with your son is to take him to Walmart and look at <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, no, no. You have no idea. You have <laughs> no idea. Tease him with no, it. no, no, yeah. no. No, it's, it's training. Trust me on this. Trust me on this. Like my oh, wife used to take now. him. Oh, and dead serious. But she would take him to the store <laughs> and like let when he was really little. Um, he is a uh, he's a collector type. No, okay, so not a hoarder. But a collector. That's what hoarders okay, say. So that, that's collect. where hoarding starts, though. Yeah. Collect, I think. Collect, that's what they collect. also say. Okay. This is worth something. Okay. Jay, Jay, it's don't gonna you have, be a, worth don't okay. you have a closet full of stop, Star Wars? Stop, stop. <laughs> okay, so so uh, he would pack the cart full of stuff, like to the point where he was almost swimming in the stuff. The cars, cars, Hot Wheels, cars, you name it. Monster trucks, the whole cart filled of stuff, knowing he's not getting any of it. <laughs> and then put it all back. And oh, so he's out. a future hoarder. So you, yeah, yes. so you I let never him, had any you, of this stuff. He's a hoarder in so the making. So you let him get it into the basket. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, wow, that's kind of it's a little. It's a little. Sarah, this is my wife. It's a little bit evil, actually. It's a little that's, devious. Yeah, that's a, kind of what I thought. <laughs> a little bit too, mean, but. maybe. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't it's understand. trained him. So I don't understand he, this night out. He's not. He's not leaving. Yeah, he's not leaving. Then you take him stuff. to dinner, what, what, what and he orders it? all this food, but no, he's not no, allowed no, to eat it. Back. What are you now tra- put it all back. Tra- what are you training him to to mess with his kids one day? Is that? Yeah. It's it's the I don't know. We're we're training him in the in the no response. Okay. Yeah, you're just not going to get everything. I guess. Except you didn't say no before. Or it went into uh, anyway. Yeah, I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So no, we did not leave Walmart with the Simon, even though he's really good at it. Mm. So okay, yeah. I don't know what lesson that is. I don't know either. But oh, that's incredible though. All right, good. You're like incredibly mean. Yeah, that's an incredibly mean lesson. <laughs> I just don't even understand. Your the night out. What do you want to do? Well, we're going to kind of do it. <laughs> Go to Walmart. Have your dreams crushed? Yeah, that's what he wanted to do. All right, good, good, good. Um, can I ask you about your, uh, your upcoming comedy podcast that you're formulating or is that not public yet? Should well, we... we've been playing with it. We've been shooting one on the iPhone and we do like a weekly update and we like you guys are trying to figure out, you know, the format and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Seems like you found your footing, but we, yeah, we were just, we we're doing market updates to start and it's just like, it's not, I don't know. That's nobody cares. Sounds it's, a lot like. Don't do this during a during mortgage, mortgage transaction. Episode yeah. number one. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it depends it, what your end goal is. And it's ours good is information. Like, but we but met as in doing comedy. Yeah. So people expect it to be funny. funny sure. Or okay. at least light. And we're like, oh, it was a good time to lose well, rates. And nobody tunes into us for that. There's, mm. Yeah. There's, no, they watch uh, us for that. There's, uh, there's boring <laughs> podcasts dry, for that. That's dry, boring content. Yeah. But I just think yeah. we're finding our, we're finding our footing. So I think at some point, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have a more, uh, this is like, I was really, really glowing about your setup here. It's really nice. The uplighting and the, you know, how handsome the hosts are. I mean, just every <laughs> bit of it. 
He's really well produced. <laughs> Quick, turn the cameras back on. It's so <laughs> it's so nice. It's yeah, nice. Right. So turn those lights off. Uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be putting something a little more formal together. Okay. But nothing is good when it starts, and that's uh, I think people worry about we it being that. good to start. So it's yes. got to start to start. You just have to turn the camera on. The start is the start. Yeah. And don't the mic, turn the microphones on the camera. Yeah. They say don't let perfection get in the way of good. We had fifteen dollar USB well, I mics. Like that. Yeah, I like that. Don't let the perfection get in the way of good. Yeah. Uh, don't really let good. don't let the end product get in the in the way of starting. Mm-hmm. Start, sign the lease. Well, I think the big start thing, a show. You know, the the big thing with a lot of people before they get started on doing anything on video is they cannot get past the camera. Like, what what are what is someone going to think of me? Well, it's all the self doubt. Yeah, is that, it gonna, that's it. And am it I going to ruin everybody? Yeah. And is you my gotta content going to be good? You're going to say good things. It's not going to be good. Might None of it's going to be good to start. Nobody's going to hit a home run. I don't run. like the sound of my own voice. I've, yeah. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. And Jay and I can attest to this uh, personally with our $15 USB mics that sounded like voice. We were talking through voice modulators. They were so bad. <laughs> Terrible lighting and, and talking about very boring stuff. Yeah. With no guest. It's it was, just to start. I think you, yeah. you figured it out by starting, though, and you, yeah. you, you kind of can trash those first ones and then start. Because that's what we'll end up doing is we, we practice, and I think we get it, but we'll basically sit side by side so we're both in the same frame or it's like, oh, it's <laughs> just, exactly, it's great exactly to start, right? But you yeah. know that can't be it. You know that's yeah. not the end result. So, I yeah, we'll be putting something a little if bit If improv better is your thing, oh yeah, and you know you guys can like just fly with it. And we like, can fly well, with it. Well, it's both of your things, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And he's funny. He's like, that's yeah, what you have to do. And he has a different perspective than I do. Right. And it's just funny. And I love the idea of a guest aspect. So the second that we sat down, what was the first thing I said? Oh, um, get your hand off my leg. That, well, that, I think that might've been the second thing. <laughs> no, but in, uh, in all where's seriousness, your, where's your other like, hand? No, I don't remember. What was the first thing you said? It was, I, I, I remember seeing some improv. Oh yeah. Uh, it was a short clip or short, and it was great. It was hilarious, but it was Dave doing improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, if that's what's remember, it wasn't Dave. I saw your market update, and it was absolutely. <laughs> it was right. When's the next know? one? Right. Out, yeah, I, I think people overthink their thing, and, and we were just talking about point of view. And if you've got yeah. a unique point of view, like what I remembered was your Instagram. You know, whatever it was, a short or real or whatever it was mm-hmm. that was on Instagram, and it was hysterical. Yeah, and that's what I remembered. Gosh, I'd yeah. love to know what that so. was. I got to duplicate that. <laughs> I'll you find see, it. Yeah, you did. It was so funny. we had lunch before this. That's what you mean when you sat down there. I got it. Yeah. Have your people dig that one up for you. Oh, I wish I had a people. <laughs> one single people would be great. <laughs> Need a people. Oh, my gosh. How do you get people? Oh, my gosh. All right. What else? What else do we want to talk about? We got uh, we got comedy. We got real estate. How they go together. We've got a youth theater. Um, let's put like in some. How about some motivation for people? I like it. Let's do okay. some motivation. Yep, like it. Do you have a mantra that you live by or a key to success or something that's... The uh, the risks uh, <clears throat> the risks that you regret are the ones that you don't take. Boom. Give it up. I oh always my, say regret, regret what you do, but don't ever regret what you didn't do. So like yeah. do the thing. That's great. That's the good. Biggest regrets in life are the risks you didn't take. Yeah. That's, didn't that take. was the right yeah, way. As far as this was concerned, <clears throat> I, I'm with Brian on that one. Just turn on the camera. Don't, turn it don't on. overthink it. Just it, turn it on. And, and it seems so risky to see time. where it goes, yeah. you know, but I do think you have to get to this point where you're like, you know what? I really don't, I don't really care what other people think of it because at this point I've got to do this for, for you. Us. Like I've got to do this for me. We've yeah. got to 
somehow break through this fear and well we've been talking it. about it for two years and we had like, done and yeah, think about had to secretly the... buy 15 dollars usb mics and be like hey i'm setting them up Let's you go. are really really <laughs> talking up these 15 dollars mics no, i feel not. like this is the biggest regret in your life was these 15 dollars it mics. led to this it's not a regret it's like Whoa. i want a 15 dollars <laughs> mic it led to sure seven b's <laughs> On the screen, it goes bink one, bink four. I know, I know. You got to let yourself let yourself have that one. Mm-hmm. These are, I'm telling you, I it, I can it speak. The, it led to these about microphone envy, and I don't I don't think there's ever been a better microphone than this right here. And I spent good money on a microphone during the pandemic with this. Road makes some good ones as well. Tap yourself on the back there. Great job. Proud of you. These are not Thank fifteen dollar USB microphones. I'll have my people tap my back. No, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> oh no, your back. you're a people. <laughs> oh my gosh! But no, it's great. It's really good. What, what was your uh, um, your mantra? Just turn on the camera. Oh, okay. Because I I I really had a serious camera shyness, and I it, I had to Brian helped me really work through that. Yeah, and just kind of dismiss like just don't have you seen what a deer looks like in headlights yeah but he's so natural now i I was literally like when we turned on the camera for the very first time i was literally shaking yeah literally i'm telling you this one right here is picking you up super (laughs) they can't even tell your head is your head is gravel on the inside right now it doesn't even know that there's sandpaper between your ears all of that is true but here we are it doesn't kick in yet you still got the headache oh i'm feeling better are you yeah feeling better thanks so it's your mantra. I care. Lay it on us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's all, all kinds of stuff. I, the one right now is, uh, there's a couple where, um, um, never, 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 never take advice or criticism from somebody who's never gone for it. So if they haven't oh, done it, I like that. They don't get a so say, good. they don't so get a, good. they don't get a part. They don't get to do it. So if they, Oh, is that, uh, well, show me yours. Oh, you don't. Okay. So and that doesn't even get to register with you, mm-hmm. you know, because there's all kinds of doubters like that. And I was thinking on the way here, too, about there's people watching everything you do that you don't even know. And it's weird. And it's mm-hmm. it's haters. And it's also people who really admire you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're yeah, both come across some of that. They're both, both, both secretly admiring you, even the haters. <laughs> Anybody who's watching everything you do is that's just so flattering, good or bad. Yeah. So. Not that I don't think it happens a lot or needs to matter, but I just, I think that, you know, you have enough criticism in your head and if you get over your own, you don't need to worry about anybody else's unless they're where you want to be, you know? We get some great comments on our videos. Oh, you do? I, I, I for the first time in a while, I actually went back and no. something popped up or something. Did you see that an old video? stuff re- recently? Like, like, what a chump, man. He's just lying through his teeth right now. <laughs> Look, Wait, is that true? That's a comment you got? Oh, yeah. You get, you get, when you start, you know, everybody, you have, you all 166 people right now are going to go check your comments. They're going to, what are they saying about my friend? Everybody thinks they know exactly who you are when mm. they're watching your YouTube video. Is that right? Yep. And uh, they treat you that way too. That's yeah, great. We, we get some hater. We get some really, really bad, good haters. Bad, bad haters on the shorts. You yeah. do? On the shorts. Oh, oh, the yeah. shorts. Oh, we've been called entitled. I can't really, look, I don't look, really want to say. Look at these two rich professionals talking like yeah. they know what, you know, the it's, common folk are going through. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And you're telling me they missed the mark? Somehow. <laughs> I, you know. What part of that isn't true? Why are they? Wait a second. Wait a second. You. Well, this is this is this is my grandmother's. You know, you got to keep your sense of humor thing. Don't laugh. To, don't take yourself too seriously. You got to laugh at yourself. No, there's trolls everywhere. Yeah. Trolls everywhere. Yeah. There's like the kindest. Oh, we videos. share them, and we're like, oh, I thought this one topped oh. the last one. This one, this <laughs> one's better. Oh, like, you should start introducing yourself based on your most hateful comment from the week before. Ooh, I mean, I would, oh. I would incorporate. Time for this week's segment. 
what's what's the oh, uh, I would give a nasty shout text? Out. Uh, I would give a shout where out where the celebrities read their yeah. uh, their their the nasty tweets, the nasty tweets. Yeah. Oh, I love our, I love, we, every now and then we'll get a one-star review and nobody takes a one-star review. Like they start with, I've been going there for five years and one time my drink was weird. And I'm like, well, why didn't you five stars in the five years? I just think it's bananas, not us necessarily, but you'll see it all the time. So who cares? Nobody reads a one star. Nobody, nobody cares. Yeah. So I, I think even like the, the people that are reading reviews to like look for a place to go or, I'm, hey, I'm looking to go they out. They don't care about those ones. They look at the one and they laugh. Nothing's because a Because they're like, of course, you know, this person doesn't like anything. The beautiful thing about owning the comedy club is you get to be your sarcastic self in a response to reviews, which That's I awesome. love. I've had people come to shows based on my responses to a, to a negative review. And we again, we don't have many. We treat everybody like gold. But every now and then there's just somebody unpleasable. And just to light them up a little bit, people come to shows because that's how, you, you know, you did it with that's humor. Awesome. Like, why wouldn't you do it with humor? Yeah, what are you a comedy a, club for? So <laughs> it's a it, golden opportunity. I think it's really fun. We give you a one star review. Here's what I just break it down. I think it's so funny. So I don't care. I don't care about haters. Okay. But every now and then you get a little nugget of feedback. You go, oh, okay. So speaking of haters, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to pull this down because we're having a good time. No, here, but, but but here we go. The world we live in, we do it anyway. <laughs> here we go. I don't want to do Con- this controversy. Yeah, uh, no offense, uh, but uh, here comes some offense. All right, go ahead. The, the world, the world we live in is um, doesn't like comedy because it's like they, nobody on. wants to be offended. Hold on. So hold. Let's talk about this then. Let's talk about. I've never this. had a chance to ask an actual comedian. Let's do it for his perspective. Are you ready for the answer? Lay it on me. All right, sounds good. What's your actual question? <laughs> Before I assume your question, what's your question? Um, how do you deal with people taking offense to jokes? Oh, okay. All right. So <laughs> here's what I would do. When you, and normally, don't, again, don't take this the wrong way, but typically people who ask something like that uh, are white males. Usually. <laughs> really? Usually people who go, nothing's funny anymore. It's usually. No, I'm a, not that guy. I know. I'm not offended. I'm just saying that the, what happens is that's normally what it is. So there's been a shift a little bit and it's not about, it's not about being sensitive. It's not about being woke. It's about um, kind of challenging comics to be better, funnier. So um, <laughs> it's taken away okay. making fun of people for things they don't control. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. you think about when you grew up, blonde jokes were funny and that's your mom. Is it, is it funny? Are blonde jokes funny? If you're blonde, you know, let's just take it to that. If you grew up and you're a little blonde kid, you know, so let's take that up to the ninth level, right? We don't say certain words anymore, right? right. You used to, you don't watch a movie from the eighties. You'll hear the R word. You'll hear all these other words, right? Words for little people, words, for whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, Things like that that kind of have gone away a little bit. And I don't find a problem with that, right? As I, I'm a smart person, I evolve. I, I do it in business, I do it in comedy, I do it in every, okay. every aspect of my life. So if you're, if you're telling me like, oh, this has kind of diminished some people based on a decision they didn't make for themselves, right? If you're wearing a ridiculous hat and a crazy shirt, that's a choice you made, right? But if you're who you are, how you're born, that's not, I don't think it's necessarily a target. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think people who who tend to go, oh, well, nothing's funny anymore. Look at the jokes their dads used to tell, right? And you go, <laughs> who are they making fun of and why? And what was yeah. it? 
And who is it diminishing, right? Um, and it's usually, usually those jokes are pointed from a place of privilege and people aren't ready for that. And they really aren't. You know, as a guy who grew up in, you know, as a, as a white male, you grow up with certain privilege, right? There's th certain things that can't be said against you, said to you. You can't be diminished in a certain way. And a lot of people don't like the, the truth of that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you take that away from some people, you challenge it a little bit. And they go, well, nothing's funny anymore. It's like, no, no. You're not funny anymore. <laughs> You're not smart, right? You were yeah. doing things that were hurtful, probably, right? Normally. Because gotcha. you, you can absolutely do things that are funny and they'd say, oh, well, this, this movie didn't age well. I mean, just imagine you're not you. Imagine you're, you haven't been you your whole life, right? We've been us our whole lives. Um, and we've seen, you know, superheroes, late night talk show hosts, astronauts. Everyone looked like us, right? And if you grew up not like that, the world's just challenging that a little bit. And I think mm -hmm. that's, I think that's good. And okay. I think that's great. Um, and I think it's, you know, that's what people mean when they say, I can't make fun of anyone anymore. It's like, well, why were you? You did bring that's, it down, didn't you? <laughs> you did bring silence, it down. Silence. Yeah. That's yeah, that was, that's you, like, you, you wait for the, wait for the comments on that. Let me bring it back up. Wait for the comments on that on your page and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> You'll see what I mean. Yeah. You know, you'll see. And I don't care. I, I mean, I'm, I'm totally comfortable. Well, we I've, care. Had, I've had those conversations because <laughs> people will say, well, what, why is that not funny anymore? Why can't I tell jokes anymore? It's like, you totally can, but let's be smart about it. So it all goes back to when I started, I was talking about when you find your voice as a stand-up comic, vulnerability to me is the number one. I think that makes you powerful. If you're vulnerable, if you're poking fun at yourself and you know, right. your, you know, your own truth and you know, your own deficiencies, that's super relatable. But if I'm picking on you because you have a stutter, yeah, you know, if totally I'm picking on you because, yeah. you know, you're overweight, who am I? You know, mm -hmm. I'm the worst, right? So if you look at the comics who really were able to point it at themselves, that, that's evergreen. That's yeah, good forever. Right. Yeah. So that's a good segue into who are your comic heroes? <clears throat> this is good. That's good. I always think it's phases. Um, that's a question okay. that comes up a lot. And I think everybody does. Right. So when you're a little kid, I think you look at who made your parents laugh. I think that's your first one. You go, wait, any comedian, hmm. right? Any, anybody who goes into comedy or desperately craves attention, right? They, they see who got that person's attention when I was a kid, you know, and who made that person laugh. And it's like, you know, Saturday night live in the eighties. It's Dana Carvey for me or like Eddie okay. Murphy or, Dennis Miller, people who really brought it. And then you go into the nineties. That's when I was coming into, you know, teenage years, twenties. Um, I mean, Jim Carrey Jim for Carrey. me, that's uh, me. Yeah. Be, Phenomenal. That's <laughs> me. Right. He talks to me. Um, and then, you know, we just lost Matthew Perry for me during friends. Yep. That was the biggest show. And everybody, that show was cast in a way that you kind of relate to somebody mm -hmm. on there. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, you know, just the way he performed that role and all that. That um, was great. But it's like you don't even know who influenced you until they start passing away. And then you go, boy, oh, man. look at that person. And you don't realize, like, gosh, how much I love that person. Um, or when you run into a celebrity, you go, God, what is it? Why does it mean anything to me? Because I don't really get starstruck. And then I'm at the airport and I see I saw Martin Short in L.A. Oh, wow. And I had just told all my my uh, my whole team, I go, I'm going to L.A., but I don't get starstruck. And then the <laughs> moment I get off the plane is like one of my favorite people on the planet, you know. And it was Martin Short, and I totally fanboyed on him in the in the airport. <laughs> you and did not. He said, "No pictures, please, sir." You know, because I I couldn't quite articulate. You know, 
Could you speak? Like, could you speak to him? I could. I go, hey, I'm such a big fan. Can I do a photo? And he's like, no. And I was like, if I would have told you that I can quote your appearances on David Letterman from the early 90s (laughs) or whenever he went over to CBS. I remember when you sat on the piano and you go, how does a man sit on a piano? It's just, to me, it's so funny, right? And he's got these, I don't know. So Steve Martin, um, Mm -hmm. Letterman. I love Letterman because he's, uh, you know, he has dark side, but... He's such a good interviewer. He's such a smart, he had such a good vocabulary. Uh, he's smart, he's interested, and there's people that you know he wasn't great with and all that, but I think different phases of your life, you have different favorites, I mm-hmm. think for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Brian Regan. I love the fact that he's so silly and clean, and uh, you know, there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of comics, I think, that affect you, but I, I do think it's, I think it's in phases, like your favorite band yeah. kind of changes. I think that evolves too. Yeah, for sure. I have a question for you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your favorite comic, first of all? And then mine, your... I would say Brian Regan. Brian Regan, yeah. yeah. yeah so for, you brought... for this phase of my life and probably for the last so you 15 him years. Yeah, Brian Regan. Don't forget the question that you had, but I want to know your answer too. Tim Hawkins for right now. Tim Hawkins. Good. Yeah. Good. I uh, did you see Brian Regan? He did a he did one during the pandemic where he had gone the, all gray. The nunchucks and flamethrowers. That one is that the one where he's at Red Rocks, but he comes out and his hair's all gray. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's suddenly like, got gray yeah, hair. He's like, I don't even know what happened. I so just he, woke up one day. And he it was addresses like this. it right away. Yeah. He's like, you, none of you will get past this. So I don't know. He's so funny. And then uh, Nate, Nate Bargatze right now is probably. Do you know him? It's I okay. Don't. I'll send you. He's like the biggest one of the biggest comics, and he's clean. And he's so understated. He just has a style that you can't believe nobody's done it before. What's it's his name? Just so simple. Nate Bargetsy. Nate Bargetsy. He just hosted SNL. He's he's one of the biggest <laughs> comics right now. And he just it's he again. He's clean and you go. It's so simple. How does? It's so simple what How he does. I he not, just breaks everything down and you go. Right. Gosh, I think it's the best when it's just awesome. so simple. Yeah, and he's he's his own numbskull. Like he's his own target and it's. It's flawless evergreen material. It's amazing. So yeah, perfect. And Conan, in case Conan's watching. All right, go ahead. What was your question? <laughs> My question for you. So, so in in getting into a career or your interest in comedy, right? Were your parents supportive? Um, they're yeah, they're supportive of whatever. I think they're supportive of whatever. Absolutely. So when you got started, though, were they then? Yeah. Or were they just like because well, ah, I only took goofy. a class? He's just goofy. I didn't say I'm moving to L.A. Okay. They were, they were always very pragmatic, you know, do you have health insurance and, you know, save for the future. And I like the stuff you care about your kids doing, right. And you want that whole path. You grew up in Illinois, Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they both had careers with it. You know, they had a job for 30 years and they got a nice pension and retired and they did all this stuff and they're very stable. Right. And I, I just think, I think it's a pendulum when you raise kids, like you may have kids that are more like your parents because they saw you. Cause I wanted to go not that route. I wanted mm-hmm. to go, mm-hmm. what if I worked for me? What if I did it? Right. And their parents were entrepreneurs like farmer, lawyer. Right. So they were entrepreneurs. Yeah. And then that kind of swung. And both my parents were kind of in an institution, Mm -hmm. right? Government and and school teacher. And then I'm like, what if it's (laughs) what if it's crazy? So and then my son is back like this scenes. I see you guys freaking out all the time about casts and shows and props and locations and rent and da da da. He's like, I would like an office job or I'm done at five, you know? So I think it's a pendulum, which is nuts, but they were absolutely, absolutely supportive. Um, I wrote a business plan like the old fashioned way. Like I wrote a business plan, like an adult, you know, um, and I had a job. I didn't abandon a job. We put our own Mm -hmm. money into it and we started, 
You ever see, you know, someone start and it looks like beautiful in there. It's like beautiful. The place is perfect because they put every penny they had into it. We did the opposite. We were like, let's put barely anything into it. (laughs) And then as we grow, it's going to finance itself. I'm not going to finance it. It is. So we signed the lease, but it was literally, I bought 85 chairs from a church who had too many chairs. So I paid $10 a piece for these chairs. Um, We had a family friend construct a stage. I had a friend paint a mural that was our backdrop. This is so relatable. (laughs) It should be. That's a whole different podcast, how to start Although we've got way too much money. Look at all the beautiful artwork on the walls in here. I know. One of our team members, Summer, I'm going to go ahead and plug you, painted these things. Painted them. Okay, good. They're amazing. Like, look. Good. But this is an example of it looks like I can't get over how perfect and beautiful it is in here because we slowly (laughs) built our way to it. And and then when I walked in here and saw it so perfect. So I was like, wow, you made it perfect. You made it perfect in here. It's beautiful. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'd love to have people come out to the club. You guys get tickets. I will give you tickets. MikeDropMania.com. Yep. So micdropmania.com. You can check out all the upcoming shows, events. Awesome. We do brunches, all kinds of fun stuff. You can see the menu. Um, if you're can doing, you, a, can you buy tickets on, you on can, your website? Yeah, too? absolutely. Okay. It's the future. You absolutely oh, okay. can. <laughs> right. It That's is good. the future. You can do it online on your computer. Now you're yeah. talking about on the computer you can or do on that? your cellular telephone. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's bananas crazy. out there. <laughs> it's a crazy world. If your child is looking forward to getting into some shows, we do ChandlerYouthTheater.org. Awesome. So, and if you're looking to buy or sell a house, <laughs> there's no way you're watching this. So. Um, <laughs> No, we'd love to help them out. So. Well, thanks, Dave. Yeah. Uh, loved having you here. Um, this would be a great episode for anybody that was thinking about starting a comedy club or has a dream. I think, of building honestly, something like that. I think any business, any business, anybody who's gone for it can listen to people who've gone for it. I do. Love I it. think that love could it. be, I love it. Yep. I love talking to people who are, I just talked to somebody who hadn't started an LLC yet, and I'm like, you have to start an LLC. I'll do it for you. Like anyone who's done it would enthusiastically love to help somebody. So I so true. love it when people have a dream and are like We're this close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rather than like, I should start a soda company. I'm going to bottle Coca-Cola. Like that's, you know, start doing the thing you can do. The thing, your, your side hustle. Awesome. I love it. All right. You were just well, going to wrap yeah, it up. Dave, yeah, Dave, thanks so much for being, yeah. um, Love you taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule. You wear so many different hats. A lot uh, of hats. So many different things. But it's no, <laughs> you guys are great. You do a wonderful job. And I was absolutely honored to be a part of this. So awesome. thank you very thank much. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah, we and really enjoyed having shout you. Shout out again to our, our watchers and our listeners. Uh, if, again, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button. Smash the, uh, the subscribe button. Um, leave us your comments below. Who would you like to see us interview next would be awesome. Um, we're going to have links to, to everything down below in the description for the uh, Mic Drop Mania uh, Comedy club yep. and and the nonprofit, which I've already Chandler Youth Theater. Youth Theater. I know. <laughs> I said I'd do it for you. You're, Chandler, you're doing so much. Um, yeah, ChandlerYouthTheater.org and the spectacular real estate and team, especially Absolutely. spectacular real estate. Yeah, so. we'd love to help you out. So thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks again, Dave. Thanks again, yeah, Dave. Thank you. Hope Thank to you. See you soon. All right. <laughs>